0: What's up, Everybody, welcome to Goaltending, where your why is bigger than your excuses. I'm your host, Will Bland, and today we have a very special guest joining us to talk about goaltending from the perspective of a senior project manager. Uh, but before I get into introducing our guest, first, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, uh, thank you for allowing us to join your journey, because uh, ultimately, our goal is to add value to your life, to help you live the most fulfilled life possible, to, to give you things that you can learn for, to bring in guests who can help you. The only ask is that you you know like, comment, and join the conversation. Uh, if you find this information helpful, please share it. Uh, you know, get it to other people so that we can reach as many people as possible. If you know somebody who would make a great guest, make a connection, uh, would love to hear their story, uh, bring them in. Help them provide value as well. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe on your listening platform. So without further ado, extremely excited to to introduce our guest today. Uh, Long time friend. But what I want to say first is I asked him to send me over a bio uh, just so I could make sure I covered all the points. And he started with, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a friend and a mentor. And that says everything that you need to know about this guy um he's done some incredible things uh as a as a project manager but the way that he's prioritized relationships in his life mm. while doing those incredible things it, it is the key the balance mm. um so he's been so impressive with that uh one of the things that I you know really look at him for and on top of that, as a senior project manager with Messer Construction mm-hmm. uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, he's taken on a couple of huge projects that, that I want to mention. Now, he's done a ton more than that, but a couple big projects. He actually was a project manager for uh, the Lynn Family Soccer Stadium, a $65 million project. And the UofL residence halls, there was two five-story dorms, yep. a $68 million project. Uh, a very proud Murray State University alumni. Yeah. Um, and since he graduated college, he has just been involved in the community, um, you know, speaking at elementary schools, giving back to charitable organizations, finding ways to make an impact, uh, you know, at work and outside of work, you know, and, and making an impact in his family life, too. Incredible guy. I don't want to prolong it any further. No. Jafier Covington, welcome to the show.
1: No, I definitely appreciate the introduction, man. It's way too kind. Uh, as Will said, we have been long-term friends. Uh, I do want to state that. I mean, we've been we've been friends since seventh grade, so um, <laughs> to see his growth, you know, he's kind of focused on me and I, I do appreciate it, but to see his growth and um, for us to come from little boys playing outside to, <laughs> to um, kind of having our own families and and uh engaging in our own careers is, is great to see so great to be a part of it. glad thank, to be here yeah
0: thank you thank you great. thank you um that's awesome i so we'll dive right into it i want to make sure we maximize our time today uh and let you just learn a little bit more about uh jobs. so um tell us a little bit about you know where you are now what you're working on right now okay
1: so um as will said i am senior project manager of investor construction um i will be uh, stepping into actually we'll be Getting trailers out to the job site next month, uh, so looking forward to that. But the new Norton West Louisville Hospital is going to be a Harmon Messer project, joint venture downtown um, towards the West End. So uh, major project for, for the city, for the community specifically, um, long overdue in my opinion. Um, yeah. So i really looking forward to, to being a part of it and the impact that can come from it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So. Man, it's one big project after another. I've <laughs>
1: uh, been blessed, man. Been blessed.
0: So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I listed out some questions, but I mean, we're just going to talk about this stuff because I, I think that there's just an endless amount of things that we can learn here today. Let's start with uh, just when you receive a new project, mm-hmm. where do you begin in the process?
1: Um, so a general statement there for our company, because that's kind of where it starts with pre-construction um, and that mm-hmm. includes uh, what the customer is looking for so yep. kind of engaging with, with the customer for this one uh, this upcoming project could it be Norton You um, talked about two other projects um, before that UofL so University of Louisville before what are you looking for what's important to you mm-hmm. alright um, same for the soccer stadium with the Blue City team it was okay we want to change the face of the city we want to include the city so like those have yep. typically been the, the concepts that are most important other than, obviously, schedule, right? We, yeah. We want <laughs> to open at this time. We got to, you know, and then uh, cost, the budget, um, where that those funds are coming from, what that looks like. Gotcha. Um, so how to fit within that budget and still give the overall product that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of thinking through that. Um, and then the next step from there uh, for me is like, okay, where are we at with design? Where are we at with with the drawings and um, with the concepts that are going to be in the building, right? Mm -hmm. So um, each project (laughs) is different. There's uh, situations where you're working directly with the design team to kind of come up with the best constructability constructability concepts, I guess. Um, There's other projects where they've already got the whole design done and they just Mm -hmm. want... They want your take on one mm-hmm. or two things, or we always give those kind of uh, those kind of thought provoking comments in response. Like, all right, we've done something like this before. You might want to stray this way from it and just slight adjustments, but it's on the design team and been fortunate to work with some great architectural firms, okay. um, engineering firms um, under the, under those architects. So um, it's a team effort, and like that's one thing that we're gonna talk through a lot with a <laughs> lot of these answers because it's never one person it's never five people i mean it takes everybody um it takes every company Um, fortunately with uh with messer and where i've been at and continue to grow within the company uh, you get a little bit more and more say Mm -hmm. you get you build those relationships and that's one thing that's really important uh with messer Uh, so it's one thing that kind of drew me towards messer when i look to move back to louisville so yeah uh, yeah Kind of dance around your question, but I think it it give you an answer there. Hopefully.
0: Uh, I think we're going to have a recurring theme today because <laughs> I hear a lot of, uh, you know, talking about how many people are involved. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I think about communication being just paramount to <laughs> paramount to everything. But I also think of the other stuff we're going to get into today mm-hmm. and communication being key to, to everything. For sure. It is um that uh, like a lot of that ties into to step one of the goaltending model um just in terms of when you're talking to uh your your client or or customer Mm -hmm. whoever whoever you're taking a project on for um identifying you know what is your intent like what's your start point and what's your like projected finish line you know you're getting those dates you're getting everything set in place um so how in-depth do you go when it comes to um, like taking an inventory of, you know, the assets that you that you all have, um, the resources you already have, the knowledge on your team? Like, you know, do we have the people that know how to do this stuff? Uh, you know, how in-depth do you go with that type of process?
1: Um, so that's, so I got promoted to senior project manager a little over a year ago now. So uh, moving into that step allow me to really, okay, what does the team look like, right? Mm-hmm. Versus um, just kind of being a part of it and having more um, more of a leader that that designated more. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's only, okay, this is what our capacity looks like, right? And that's yeah. one of the discussions that um, my operations vice president talks about a lot is, what is our capacity as a whole for the region? What does it look like for this project? What are they looking mm-hmm. for? What... Is going to be the role and responsibility of each of the individuals on the team, right? Um, So we look at that, um, assets, resources. I wondered when when I read that question, what way you meant that? Because it can mean a lot of things for our projects. Um, Because I kind of steer towards subcontractors having to really look at um, our subcontractors that we hire Mm -hmm. directly. Okay, what do, our res- what do their resources look like? Yeah. What is their capacity mm-hmm. like? How many projects are they taking on currently? Mm-hmm. Do they have the manpower? Mm-hmm. One. But also with us all dealing with COVID recently, right? Yeah. The adjustments that came from that. Okay, what do the resources look like that way? Mm-hmm. What are our lead times? That's one of the biggest questions we have. Okay, the customer wants it in this time frame. One, is it realistic? And being transparent in that mm-hmm. communication. Like that's the expectation from us, that's the expectation I have for any subcontractor, any anybody that's part of the team will say yep. is, okay, this is where we're at. This is what we have. Okay, does it fit? Does it not? Is it something that we can work with or do we need to look at something different now? So the quicker you make that call and that adjustment and that understanding, the better that we all are long-term. So that's, oh, yeah. that's how we look at it. So, yeah. so I love the way
0: that you approach the question because it's, a very in-depth question. Mm -hmm. The bigger your goal is or the bigger your project is, that's going to determine,
1: you know, how big that... Yeah, you're like... (laughs) Yes, because I'm like, it changes over time as well. Like, what do we need now and what are we going to need? What is most important? What are we most concerned with? Um, It's a lot of... It's a lot lot of pre-planning, a lot of thoughts trying to be proactive versus Mm -hmm. reactive. Um, And it's just... It's just been a development that I've kind of taken on personally. Like, okay, now that I know more and I've been able to do some of these larger projects, like Mm -hmm. the thought process is a lot different from when I was coming out of school or even an early project engineer. Like, okay, get out here and I'm going to (laughs) learn things and I'm going to, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm still learning every day. But it's like taking all those things that I have learned and all the experiences that I have had to this point. Um, and the relationships that have been built with these different very important subcontractors mm-hmm. like the uh, and i want to leave I guess I want to explain a little bit to maybe the audience that would look at like what is a subcontractor right mm-hmm. so the various trades within construction um, for my role as a construction manager we are literally um, overseeing the project as a whole so from a cost standpoint schedule quality um, all of these components um, that we look at, and then customer satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, those are some of the components that we look at overall. Well, that deciphers down into where are our subcontractors, where those trades that that allow us to actually build the project from the ground up. Um, mm-hmm. So, you got your concrete. You have obviously, you know, steel, structural steel, um, metal studs, exterior framing. Mm-hmm. Drywall, the painter, the flooring, like mm-hmm. everything that when you go into a room and you see it around you, and you don't really think too much about it. Yeah. The electrical, obviously, electrical, mechanical, plumbing. You expect to go in that room and the light turns on when you hit the switch. <laughs> you don't expect to go in there and freeze or overheat. Like all of those things are um, are what we deal with every day. Yeah,
0: I got you. There's a couple of things I want to get into on that because um, I love. where you're you're bringing up, you know, is this realistic? Mm -hmm. Um, There's an acronym that uh, a ton of people use. I love to always talk about it, and that's uh, SMART. Uh, Your goal has to be specific, Mm -hmm. measurable, attainable, realistic, and you usually wanna have it time-bound, like you wanna have a time to it. So I love using the SMART acronym as like an easy way to understand, like getting in there to like, you know, realistic being a big piece of it you're spot on yep. yeah um but also just the 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 in-depthness that i wanted to circle back to when you're looking at one of the uh, a long-term goal mm-hmm. what what he brought up is you might look at what resources you have right now to start with but when you're looking at a goal that's five ten or even further out you're going to have to constantly review and refine that step 5 of the process. You constantly have to look at okay, you know, now we know new things or now there's a new set of circumstances that we mm-hmm. that we have to face and then you adjust accordingly. Okay, now we need new things, now we need new people, we need new relationships, uh whatever it is, you adjust to the circumstance.
1: So I love the way that that translates to to anything, right? That's right, it does. It does. Um uh, you made a major point early on just talking about communication Mm -hmm. that translates to anything and that is what you use every single day regardless of what um, industry or career field that you're in um, everyday conversations the ability to have that the comfortableness in Mm -hmm. that Um, and I think you know in general people can see this is a genuine person or what they're saying is is real or not it's authentic or it's not right Um, so that's something that that Correlates directly with what you're talking about too. So.
0: Absolutely. So I, I wanted to bring this piece up because uh, we, we've talked about time a little bit already. Okay. So in the military, uh, we we often implement uh, what they call a one-thirds, two-thirds planning method. Okay. So a, the, the commander of a unit will receive a mission. Like this is this is the task you all have to take on or your goal or whatever you want to call it. Mm. But this is what you're going to take on. Um and, and what happens from there is now we know what the project is or the goal or what we're getting ready to work toward. Uh and then with that comes, you know, this is the time it's expected to that you're expected to complete the mission. Okay. So you the commander and the leadership of that unit spends one third of the time on planning, on putting things in place. Mm. Uh, on making sure that everything is where it needs to be so that they can provide a good, detailed uh, operations order to the unit to execute. And then they leave the unit two-thirds of that time remaining to execute the mission. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, not sure if you, you know, <laughs> that might be something uh, a completely foreign concept, or uh, I didn't know if you had heard of that before, or if you all have any kind of similar type of kind of time breakdown planning when it comes to taking on a project.
1: Okay. Um, no, I hadn't heard of that before uh, to answer your question, but um, the thought process is, is exactly what we do. Um, as far as preparation one, and so looking at it like daily, weekly, six mm-hmm. weeks, um, so on and so forth basically. So milestones. We have milestones in, the, in this construction schedule, mm-hmm. um, but looking at that daily, kind of going back to one third and planning for, what you plan to execute—that's exactly what we do every day, right? Yeah. So we have yeah. um, we have a form that we expect every contractor out there to do uh, to fill out before we ever start doing any work, um, and it's something that my so our team would would check mm-hmm. as well. They have to turn it in, they have to sign off on it. So basically, okay, this is the area we're going to be working. This is what we're going to do, included in that. Because the big thing with construction, and I and I left this out earlier on what. We look at what costs is safety um, safety yeah. is number one. <laughs> so safety is number one that's what kind of uh you realize how much having a detailed plan enforcing filling that out and signing off on it mm-hmm. it's accountability process there right so yeah. um we expect the foreman to do that this is where we're going to be working this is what we're going to do these are the safe like included in this is these are the um the uh, safety equipment that they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day is hard hat, uh, safety vest, high-vis vest, um, boots, and gloves every day. Now, those gloves can change depending on the task. Sometimes you got to deal with, uh, with, with hot work. So we have a hot work form for that as well. Mm-hmm. Before you can start a flame on my project, you have to fill this out, and you have to bring it to our trailer, and it has to be signed off by one of the managers saying that we know that this is happening right right so it's kind of that same concept okay so we do all this first thing in the morning along with our safety huddles that we have every day the entire job site everybody has to go Mm -hmm. three to five minutes or whatever (laughs) hey these are some of the things that we know of that everybody's going to have to kind of deal with logistics wise um you know there's going to be trucks that are coming in and out today concrete pour at three like whatever it may be right Um, and then the work begins and then Mm -hmm. It's the expectation, okay, you're going to be in that area doing exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Something comes up. There's adjustments like you talked about. A new form has to be filled out. Okay, we intend to transition here. Filled out, signed off before they can go to a different area that wasn't planned for. Right? So, we do that for everything. Um, And then... Everybody doesn't always follow it, right? Yeah. So then, that's typically... <laughs> Everybody when, doesn't follow the rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's typically when an issue happens is, okay, well, why were you even over there? Because you said, oh, well, mm. we didn't have this material come in, so we just moved. No, you you, you can't. And that's why these things happen, right? Right. Um, so that's one part of mm-hmm. that. Um, another part of that um, is our expectation for you to only bring the materials that you're going to install or put in that week. So we don't have, we don't have extra drywall just stored all over the building, rebar, whatever it may be. You have that time frame for that week because that's how we plan for it's every week, mm-hmm. and we have a meeting every week with every single subcontractor separately. Of this is what we're what we're doing this week. Did we, are we going to meet that goal mm-hmm. or not? Why? And try to address it middle of the week, right, to give us an opportunity to still meet it, but. Then we also plan for the following week. At that point, okay, per the schedule, we're supposed to be doing this. Well, these things came up. Okay, well, let me look at this. All right. Well, you can go to here, but then we're also going to have to go back to here, and then yep. Uh, so those kind of adjustments. Um, I'm speaking very general right now, but hopefully it's something that that can be followed.
0: No, I I, I love it, and I'll actually I'll make the relation point because if you all aren't picking up, um. We're talking about construction right now, but that is so relatable mm-hmm. to, to to anything in life. Like right. a, a, any goal that you're pursuing, things are going to change. But what I love here is we're talking about you, you have to you, you get your beginning and your end. Mm-hmm. You have you have to know your your big picture. But I, I keep hearing you go back to we're we're looking at we're looking at this week. We're looking at yeah. right now. Yes, we're, it's broken down incrementally to, you you know, that what do we have to get done today? Right. What's our daily actions? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a a piece we talk about as well. Um, You know, what is the actions that I need to take today in order to get everything I need to do for the week? Right. I get everything done I need for the week. That sets me up to get everything I need done for the month.
1: And ideally, if you get everything done for the week, and then the next week you get everything done for that week, and then the next so on (laughs) and so forth, right? Then how are you behind schedule? How do you ever? How are you ever falling short? Right. You. So you can't right? Exactly. Can you? I don't know. (laughs) Ideally, you can't right? Yeah. Um, If if we are if we are assertive in planning out what we are supposed to be doing for that week, Mm -hmm. um, and ideally we don't miss anything right, Um, and then we work hard to reach that goal right. And it's it is a breakdown, a goal by goal by goal yes. by goal, right? For the duration of the project, um, not only are you putting yourself in a place where um, you're lining yourself up for success, right, mm-hmm. long term, but also things happen, right. If we don't meet it this week, then we are put we are also allowing ourselves to make an adjustment so that we can be. Right. In place for the long term, right? Oh, I love it. So, if we got to make a call, we got to make a call now. Mm-hmm. If we got to make an adjustment now, this person isn't the fit. Hey, we, I mean, just dealing with COVID out at the U of L projects, yeah. for example, it's like, okay, why didn't we make it? Well, manpower, we were missing five people, uh, or two people got sick, but mm-hmm. three, you know, the other people were in that area. So, everybody was home, right? Yeah. Okay, that's something that you all couldn't have planned for, right? So how do we adjust for it? Okay, this is what we have to do to make that happen. Does that involve then that's where the that's where the brainstorming comes in, yep. right? That's where the the pre-planning for the following week comes in. And then you gotta have the right resources at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's a great segue for uh and really we've already
0: been dancing around and talking about this, but there's a lot of obstacles in there. Mm-hmm. Uh it, with any goal. And We've also already touched on you have you have the obstacles that you can plan for. You have the things that you already think about, like we know we're gonna face this, mm. but then you have unexpected obstacles right. that you know there's no way we could have known this was happening, no way we knew COVID was about, <laughs> about to whatever it is. Like yep, there's no there's unexpected obstacles that hit us. So how do you handle those uh on a project? You know, how do you transition whenever you're hit with an unexpected obstacle
1: i think that's where the um so we talked about it before but the green civil engineering technology right um that's where the problem solving comes in that's where okay how do i think out of the, outside the box for something that we never dealt with mm-hmm. do i have the capability to do that right um and you start you start like identifying the situation okay this is what we can do um, this is how we got to this point, first, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and this is where we're trying to trying to get to. What does that look like? Um, do I need to make a higher call, right? Yeah. Um And like that's something <laughs> that's something for those that don't know me. Like that's a hard that's hard for me sometimes. Um, yeah. But um, being able to determine, okay, this is something that I can deal with, or. This is something that I heard about in another, on another project or in another region mm-hmm. um, and making a call to them. How, what did you all do? Yep. And even if it's not the same situation, um, it can give you a little bit of tidbits. Like, okay, all right, I got you. Now you adjust and modify for your situation. Um, sometimes it is, okay, we're going we're gonna to be a week behind now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the plan that will get us back. These are the adjustments that it's going to take, and I go back to being to being a team, right? Yeah. Um, it made me think specifically about um, about our structure for the U of L project. We had three major contractors that were involved in how do we get from floor to floor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that building is an ICF building wall, so insulated concrete forms make the walls. Um, imagine like foam with eight inches of concrete in the middle, mm-hmm. um, and then it's steel. And then it's concrete slab so those three contractors are primarily how you got the outside structure um well a part of that um the steel contractor also had hollow core um, planks so if you think about preformed concrete planks at a factory that are driven in well they they had a delay in the factory making those concrete planks Mm -hmm. which Throws off. The cow. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going step by step, and they're supposed to be there and supposed to be done, yeah. well, they didn't know what to do. They're like, "I'm trying to get them here as soon as I can. I can't get them here, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, when the other contractors are doing well, and they're like, "Well, I'm going there next. I don't know what they, you, what you, what you're gonna, what you right. guys gonna do?" You know I mean? <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, so this is what that process looks like. ICF, Holocore. Or uh, ICF steel hollow core in place concrete pour move to the next mm-hmm. area right, um, okay, I got to keep the I got to keep the ICF contractor moving. I'm gonna move him to the next area. I'm gonna set the steel. We don't have the hollow core. We're gonna do two areas before they move to the next mm-hmm. and work to work in a way that they don't that they're not working on top of each other. Yeah. That was the adjustment <laughs> that ended up happening. Um, it still allowed us. I want to say instead of being like. Potentially three or four weeks behind mm-hmm. my intended scheduler. We were a half a week behind. Um, wow. So it, it, you got to play kind of the long game. Yeah. You got to make that relationship. And and I just brought in all the parties that were involved. Hey, this is where we're at. All right. This is what we're dealing with. Um, it's on him. It is on them. Right. Yeah. Um, but this is not a situation that they could have accounted for. And they've done what they, they've attempted to fix it. Now we got to make an adjustment as a whole. That's going to, this is where we're going to be at long term. Like, I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm good with it. So
0: we got there. There's a few things in there that I want to point out. One is uh, Mm self-awareness. So you, you, you came back and said, you know, maybe, maybe like, I don't know how to do this piece. So I reach out to hire or I reach out to somebody else Mm -hmm. and I say, how did you handle this? Right. So I love that, like, that's basically stepping back to step two and identifying, you know, what you have and what you need. Um, And and so you look at your skills, knowledge, and resources, like, okay, by being self-aware, I know that, you know, I don't have that. Mm -hmm. Or like, there's something I'm missing. But you can then say, okay, what do I need and then how do I get it? You reach out. You, you build a new relationship or you, you ask somebody that you already have an existing relationship with or whatever it is, there's, there's a way. But, you, you know, you go back to that basically to step two is what I hear, and, and you are able to make the adjustments
1: right. um, from there. I think um, basically utilizing your resources is, is major. It was one of the, the biggest things that I that I learned while I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, coming in from high school, truthfully, it's like it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't too hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you go to, if you all have been to college, you'll probably agree. But you got to study, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then there's gonna be certain things. Is like this doesn't come as easy as it used to. Um, I just don't get it, right? Um, and that's where I think having those those uh, groups in college was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, having direct relationships with professors. Yes, extremely beneficial, and it and it really allowed me to be uh, a lot more comfortable with asking for help. Right, um, mm-hmm. I think more people deal with that than than we think about. Right, so um, it's one of those things that like the sooner that you can can do that mm-hmm. that you can become self aware with yeah. what you got, what you're dealing with. But more importantly, realize these people are here, they're around you. They they said that they're willing to help. Yeah, utilize that, man. It's only it's only gonna Gain, gain for you, but also it's it's nurturing a relationship there. Yep. Um, And you don't have to go through. Sometimes you don't have to go through the hard experience. You can use their experience and learn from Mm -hmm. it and move forward quicker. And um, that's one of the things that I've tried to apply my entire career. Tell me, have you run into this? So
0: um, I find that I, I feel like I have found that people want to feel useful. They they want to help. They do. So if you give people the opportunity to help, it makes them feel like they're, you know, it makes them feel like they're doing something to, you know, like they're useful. And so a a lot of times it's it's scary to ask for help because you feel like maybe you're inconveniencing somebody, but when you approach it with respect and trust and, 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 you know, let them know, hey, I I believe that you may have experience in this and I don't, At, at least nine times out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, that person... Is gonna is gonna try to help they,
1: yeah. or want to help or if they can't help, maybe they can connect you
0: with exactly. somebody. Who can that's
1: help. that's it right there too. Is you don't have all the answers, they don't have all the answers. Nobody nobody has all the answers. That's why we're all here working together. Okay, um, you know, I'm hum- humble enough to basically is what you're leading to being humble enough to say, hey, I've got this situation, I've got this issue, mm-hmm. I've looked at it. You, that's one thing too is. Make sure that you've actually <laughs> attempted first. That, <laughs> that can deter somebody from working from helping you. But no, I've attempted, I've looked at this. Um, it's I'm just not grasping it, or I, I can't figure out how to resolve the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, I can help you with this, or no, I don't know either. Um, but I do know this one guy or this one yeah. guy, this one woman, she had this situation. Um, for us we we kinda we call it key learnings, right? Uh-huh. For our company, we so we have 11 regions now in um, most most of the Midwest and Southeast. So there's times where, okay, um, oh, one clear example. My project executive uh, on the soccer stadium project, mm-hmm. um, he was called on when we were part of the Nashville stadium project. So our Nashville okay. region called and asked um, and kind of looped, looped him in as a uh, stadium... What it was, <laughs> <laughs> i forgot what uh what kind of like title they kind of came up with but uh basically a stadium professional within our company right? okay because um he also did the uofl north end expansion for the for the football stadium oh gotcha um great guy he's also my my manager supervisor and a and a good friend as well uh but yeah so like there were plenty of times that the team down there that was working on the Nashville Stadium would we'll call up and say, hey, have y'all dealt with this? Or what'd you do with this situation? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And it's like, those kind of things are what our company does all over. Um, And we talk about building relationships with, with other companies in the region and stuff. But our regions all talk to each other. Like, there's regular meetings mm-hmm. for that as well. So it's like, lot of comfortability in that and it goes a long way it's just part of it's part of our overall success so
0: yeah well I so I want to use the you know while we're talking about relationships I want to use this as a a transition point or a segue in the conversation from less construction less of the the work and the business and more to you know what I talked about in the beginning that's Mm -hmm. the relationships Mm -hmm. that's the balance in life the you know, taking on these huge projects, mm-hmm. it, it, very time consuming. Um, but I, I, I'm a firm believer that you have to be deliberate in, in managing the time for your relationships as well, which is a big piece of also why I wanted to have you on today because you, I, I think, you know, from what I see, you do a great job with that. That's incred- <laughs> right. Incredible uh, husband, a role model, father, like incredible in all those categories, Um And you do it all on top of doing incredible things at work. So just how do you, you know, balance and communicate on the family side of the house to maintain those strong relationships while you're handling your
1: responsibilities at work too? Um, I think you hit on it with how you were explaining it, being deliberate, right? Um, being intentional with, with time, time is short. Um, each experience is important. Mm -hmm. Um, and the big thing really has been just communication right um you know we kind of talk about my career and then figuring out this work-life balance uh my wife she has her own career uh, she's growing in um doing really well at and um you know there's been plenty of times in the past where it's like hey i gotta work later we yeah. got this uh this event for this upcoming project i got one next week right and i told her about it, and it's like well you know Mercy's got swim class at night. Like, what does that look like, right? I'm like, well, I thought about this, (laughs) so kind of taking work thought, like thought process and translating. Like, I thought about this. Well, if you get Mercy and take her to swim right after that, you'd be able to go and get Grace from basketball practice, like those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just kind of, and she has plenty of times where there's this work event coming up or um, a supervisor's in town, uh, from out of town, and she wanted to take me to dinner afterwards and yeah. talk through some... So, it's like give and take is a big thing, right? Um, setting setting up... For for us, it's been setting up and planning our time together. Um, so, just talking directly about the, the, the marriage relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's planning our time together and... Um, and really, with both of us working now and kind of growing, we're able to to take those trips more. So it's like, all right, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. Um, we need to plan out in a month in three months from now, we're mm-hmm. gonna do this. and it's like something that we look forward to as well um, when when times are getting harder, or when yeah. things are hard at work. Um, like we know, hey, we just push through we know we got this weekend trip going, whether Mm -hmm. it's small or or big. Um, and then as far as just family goes, um, I think the time, so one thing that I, that I really did, uh, I guess a few years ago when my wife brought it to my attention was like, I was bringing work home mentally. Right. Um, a lot of the stressors that I had at work, um, it, it carried over. Um, I was being shorter, Mm -hmm. I was more mentally exhausted at times, Um, just being real, right? Um, And when she told me that, and I started, it goes back to self-awareness, I really started thinking about what she was saying. Um, It's like, I got to choose that stopping point. And Mm -hmm. I try to make, when I walk through that door, I try not to think about work, right? Um, There's times, just like anything else, where there's a call that's made late, so and so happened. Okay, I try to resolve it quickly. Yeah, um, and not try to take on every problem. Being being um, decisive in what's critical and what's not. Yeah. Okay, I can handle that tomorrow. Um, and and that is something that, <laughs> so I used it to be better at home, but I ended mm-hmm. up using it to be better at work too. You know? Yeah. To choose those times when okay, I'm gonna leave. With projects like probably any project, but with projects that that I've had or that we deal with, it's like you're really never done with work until the project's all the way over, yeah. right? Um, and with that, we usually have a warranty period after that, so it's even it goes past when, when the turnover time <laughs> they like got come back. So it's like we make I try to make lists now. Um, I choose things that have to be done that day. Um, And then I choose a stopping point. Like once Mm -hmm. I finish this thing, I'm done for the day, because otherwise you 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 just I would never leave right. I would never ever stop working, Um, so I have to do that, and I have to be a little deliberate with that Mm -hmm. and say, all right, now I'm going home. I gotta go, I gotta go. So uh, that's that's what I do. I love it. I
0: love it. Um, first off, uh, like thank you for for being real, for being open, like because. It's. I feel like people in our day and age, with with social media, it's easy to see, you know, pictures of people living their mm-hmm. best life, and, and and you you think, wow, you know, they they have it perfect, or you know, <laughs> I wish my life was like that. Everybody ha- has has struggles. Yes. I mean, it, what I heard in that is like, you've got all the all the problem solving, all the things going on at work, all these huge projects. And you and you also have the problem solving you have to do at home, of figuring out together, of, of working with your spouse, of you know d- how do we manage the kids together. Yep. Oh, man. And I hear so much teamwork in there. It, it has like, to.
1: That's the only way of success, right? That's the only. Way. And I've, yeah, I'm gonna be like, let, I'm let gonna be out. as authentic let as I out. possibly can. No, it, it isn't all the glamour. Um, I don't really post that many pictures my wife she's the one that puts all that up Um, and it's like I've seen other people before that have posted stuff and then the truth comes out later Mm -hmm. like that's why I don't really care about posting and all that like no we have our issues we've had our issues um we have just decided that we're gonna work to be better together um to be successful together right um And it does take a team. That is my partner. She's my best friend. That's my wife. Like, um, and I and I hold those terms heavy because that's what that's what she means to me. Right? Um, We've had our struggles, um, but that determination that both of us have is how how you achieve what we consider success. And that's growing a happy family, uh, being able to do more things together. Um, So I've had to some of the decisions that I made in my past um especially like with work and like mm-hmm. not make thinking that that was more priority at the time like no yeah none of this matters to me because i work for the impact that i have in the community but i work for my family so like so that we can do these things um and i think that there's a way to be successful by by making that impact and, and doing well at your job but not not making your family fall short because of your your success yeah. in, in the career like it's not a a this or that because I'm always going to choose that. Yeah. So
0: it um. uh so if if you don't mind me sharing Please. as well because we're here I didn't think we were going here today but uh so there was there was a a moment in time back when I was uh you know in my MBA program um this is 2018 ish okay uh so Brittany and I. Had just had Aaliyah, she's um, our, our our oldest daughter, so she's very young. She's not even a year old yet. Okay. Um, I'm working full time. Take on the MBA program, mm-hmm. which is three nights a week, uh, three hour nights after work. Jeez. Those three nights. Yeah. And then the nights in between, I'm working on homework for <laughs> for those <laughs> classes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brittany felt like a single mom. Hmm. Uh, like I, I wasn't around, and, and I, I thought in my mind, I, I'm thinking that like I'm I'm building something, like I'm I'm improving. I'm trying to build yeah, for yeah. the family. I, yeah, I'm th- I'm like I, I'm not there, but I'm I'm doing the right thing because it's for you all. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a like one night, like Brittany sat down with me and she said, "I'm not happy,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it it broke my heart It destroyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, it but it also made me realize, like, I set the priority. Hmm. I want to do great at everything, but if you make everything a priority, then nothing's a priority. That's wisdom. Um, And and it took that turning point, uh, it took that communication, because I didn't know until she told me. I was oblivious to it. I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, So I took the communication, Hmm. and then it took... The desire to continue to communicate and to be a team and to make an adjustment, uh, and I just wanted to share that piece. Like, nah, like it's not perfect, and we have these struggles. Yes,
1: yeah, we do. I mean, no, and I'm. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear that and see firsthand, like you all messing and working and working through it, and um, you know, it's give and take. It's, it's give and take um, and it's deciding that this is what we want, right mm-hmm. uh, what what do we got to do and you set goals with that too. What do we got to do for this to be successful? What do we actually want? Um, figuring out how to communicate that right mm-hmm. um, And I think I think the better that you become with with those relationships that are closest to you, the easier it is to communicate with anybody else because i mean yeah. they don't mean as much and as much to you um but like i'm comfortable i'm a lot more comfortable now with just talking through through day to day because of the issues that i've had that we've worked yeah. through that um <clears throat> that i've seen in myself and like okay you know you, you're not you can't be superman here. like and i didn't realize i had that yeah but I, I definitely did right? you want to be um, superman and it's, like, it's like no you gotta and that doesn't mean like take steps back on what you're pushing for but like mm-hmm. like you said you can't make everything a priority you can't you can't do everything for everyone because mm-hmm. what do you have left right right um, I didn't have much left when I got home (laughs) I didn't have much left to give to the people that I care the most about right so uh, yeah it's just adjustments we
0: went there today Uh, (laughs) man great conversation like I I love I love where we've gotten to Um, I want I I think we could talk relationships family all day get back to uh, to, yeah no I, I, I love it and it's a piece so don't forget that your relationships have goals as well. Like you should have relationship goals, and you should communicate them, um, you know, with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends. Like have clear boundaries and, and be deliberate in the time that you that you make for those relationships. So it's important for us to spend the time talking about it. With that, you know, we've touched on work, we've touched on our personal lives and relationships, but for for personal goals and, mm-hmm. and, and also uh, often our our personal goals. When in a relationship or or tied together, because I I like how you mentioned that, you know, you all have things that we are working toward. So in your personal goals, like what kind of accountability system do you all use to stay on track Hmm. um, with
1: your own goals outside of work? Um, I think that it's just. So we like to use kind of that new year, it's kind of cliche, but kind of that new year time frame and be like, okay, this is what we want to do this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and sometimes our personal goals time directly with our work goals. Right. Yeah. Um, and what is it going to take to be able to achieve that? Because realistically, my, so let me hit on work goals, and I'll go back to it. Real yeah. Thing. yeah. But uh, realistically, my, my work, so my annual review is my birthday month, which is December. So it's right around that first of the year anyway. Ah. Um, it's like, okay, one of those goals for my job while I love my company is like, what are you going to do personally as well, mm-hmm. personally to grow? Um, obviously, the Northwest Hospital is going to be like um, my project goal. Um, how do I grow people around me? I got a community impact grow that's growing people around me, mm-hmm. um, which is important to me. Right. Um, and then my personal goal is like, okay, how do I grow? Um, I'm planning on taking on this uh, uh, this development program that's here in Louisville. I won't shout out the name, but I plan to apply this summer when it's open. Yeah. For me to be able to do that, though, that ties into, okay, what does that time look like right, yeah. away from the family? And is that something that we can do? Um, is it something... That- that we can agree on that it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for work to think that, oh yeah, you should probably do this. Like you'd be grateful. Yeah. For it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, when I left, you know, I went and I, and I talked to her about it. Like, hey, this is I'm looking at. Um, I think these are achievable. This is one that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, and she has one a, a goal for herself on getting involved with a different. Program for Louisville. So it's yeah. that time away then. How does mm-hmm. that, those time, those timetables how would they time out? Can we do that? Yeah. What's it going to do um, for our family? Are we going to take time away? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way. Um, financial goals, we have those. And it's more so like what I realize now is it's more so like, what do we want to do with the financial goals? Like It's one thing to just make money, right? Yeah. Or make more money. Uh, it's another thing to be like, okay, we're gonna make more money to pay off this, to do this. Um, like, those are the goals that we're right. gonna pay off my car this year, like, or then pay off, your, like, those back and forth. Uh, but our big thing really was, all right, we're gonna take these trips, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's been plenty of years that I haven't taken all my vacation time. I mm-hmm. didn't feel like it was. And it's like, okay, um, well, why Why didn't you win? Uh, was, it, was it really just doing that much at work? Uh, and that was part of it, yeah. But mm-hmm. the other thing was, okay, can we afford that? Can we really afford that without um, it being a uh, a dynamic that our family really doesn't need to take on? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we started looking at was, okay, maybe every month or every other month we take a trip of some sort. Um, and one of those um, in the upcoming months is I got a guys' trip plan. Yep. She's got a girls' trip plan. We got a couples' trip plan. Um, this month was our family trip. We went to Indianapolis, mm-hmm. um, and went to the Children's Museums. The girls yeah. there went to Pacers Grizzly game. Um, <laughs> so, like um, those kind of things. But like planning those things, like what does it look like? Some are smaller, and some are some are bigger. Um, so those were those were some of the goals that, that we've had. Um, so I love uh, the the piece when you're
0: talking finances. I I, I just want to point out that he he really was talking about identifying the why like the the it's one thing to we we want to make a bunch of money and we want to have this wealth why do you want it what are you working toward mm-hmm. when you can create when you can in your mind visualize your why like this is exactly what we're working toward mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit easier to, to take the the difficult daily actions like the uncomfortable for actions for sure
1: and I think I mean it gives you determination in it it's like okay this is why we're doing it yeah um, this is what it's for it's more meaningful that way one mm-hmm. um, and when it's more meaningful you're more you're, you're willing to, to do what it takes to make that happen and I think that's the big thing with anything It's like that initiative um, setting a goal, planning towards it, um, having those steps that lead you towards reaching that goal, mm-hmm. um, and then your own self, your own checks with it. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta check back. Am I actually doing anything towards it? Am I gonna achieve this goal? Am I not? And be realistic about it. Like, there's a goal I set last year that I did not achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, am I comfortable with that? Um, do I want to set it for the following year? Like, those are things that things that, that I work through um, and that we work through so a
0: hundred percent like that's that's why like review and refine for step five is so crucial because it that's a constant mm-hmm. now you can set up uh, you know frequent reviews or whatever you can like check in a, you know how often do I want to check in on mm-hmm. my progress so you can set up something weekly or monthly or quarterly or annually or whatever it is. But several times throughout this conversation, we've talked about the importance of that piece because things change. And I love the way that you bring up when you get to that review time, maybe I didn't hit something I wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. Like, Like I fell short somewhere. And then the identification of, okay, is this still a goal? Like, is this still what I want to pursue? Or maybe due to whatever, like, changes, life, things that I didn't previously foresee, Mm -hmm. do I want to, like, shift or adjust? Or do I have a new goal that's, like, more important than that one or a bigger why? So I love that you brought that up. I love that that came into the conversation because that's crucial to, in reviewing your plan, like, finding new stuff.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From your perspective... Mm -hmm one or two of the most important keys to success when it comes to planning and achieving your goals that can be you know work relationships whatever it is one or two keys to success um
1: so it's following the processes and the plans um sometimes they they are put in place ahead of time i think making that plan Fully making a plan to reach that, uh, reach a goal, whatever goal that may be, mm-hmm. um, does require processes that, that get you there. Um, and what I've seen, at least project wise, um, if you follow those processes, you put yourself in a very good position to reach the goal. Uh, what I've seen and what I've heard about from other projects, like say we communicate is it got off track when they didn't follow the processes. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Um, the other thing is honest communication. Yeah. Um, and that applies to everything that we talked about. So that's kind of what I, that's what I wrote down. And then like the transparency in it, um, r- real communication of where you're at and what's going on. That's just like, I, like I just talked about, like there's goals that you, that you don't reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's reasons for that. Being real about those reasons can help you determine, okay, how to fix it going forward or yeah. in the future, um, and or determine, okay, that's not a goal that I actually want anymore. Uh, maybe it wasn't a goal that was achievable to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's not a goal that that should have been listed as a goal. Like yeah. all those <laughs> all those things apply. Like okay, that just being real about where you're at, what you're doing, what. How you move forward, um, I think it goes a long way, and it and that in itself will set you up for growth, in turn, set you up for success. So,
0: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love it. I love it. Um, so outside of like keys to success, two like two great great points. Okay. Um, is there anything I didn't ask you today that you think would just be like helpful, useful uh, to talk about from your story or just in general
1: that can help people? I think, so I'm glad you wrote that down because I actually have an answer for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what I've realized in multiple points in my life um, is that there are things that you don't know if you can do. Uh, if that you don't know if you have the capability to do, um, that's scary at times, right? Um, it's to face that fear head on and to go after it. Ask to do that extra thing. Push to do those those extra steps. Um, say, yeah, I want to take on that role, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you, it, more times than not, if you put in the work, um, you'll either reach that and be successful in it, um, or you'll fail, for, fail forward. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, just taking on responsibility it, it it requires growth. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to to say yeah, I want to do it. I mean, truthfully, that's how I got on the soccer stadium project. Yeah, was hey, uh, I heard there's I, I want to do it. Go for it. I want to do it, and I was hesitant because mm-hmm. the project before that is where I lost my hair at because I was <laughs> stressing out. But uh, no, um, I was hesitant because I knew it would require a good amount of time. But it's like this is what you like. This is what yeah. you wanted to do. This is a stadium project. Like um, That's so, it. I, so, I had to throw myself out there, and it and it it's been it's been an upward climb for there. So.
0: I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that and like brought that up because I f- the fear of failure is if not the number one, like one of the top things that hold people back mm-hmm. from achieving their goals, from pursuing things, um, from getting where you want to be, just if you can lean into that fear, like Javier said, there's so much more on the other side. If you approach it with a win or learn mentality instead of a win-lose mentality, like even if you fail, you're in a better place because you can learn from that experience. So job. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you for for being here, taking the time. I mean, just that that was incredible. You all definitely didn't pay anything to be here, but you got your money's (laughs) worth. Um, And and so thank you for tuning in as always and, and letting us join your journey today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like subscribe, share and comment to join the conversation. Let's grow together.